later, the album went platinum. Now let's go to 93. His album 12 Play is released and eventually sells more than 5 million copies. His single in includes Sex Me and Bump and Grind, which become the longest-running number one R&B song in more than 30 years. Now we go to 1994. At the age of 27, Art Kelly married a 15-year-old R&B singer named Aaliyah. The couple weds in a secret ceremony arranged by Kelly at a hotel in Chicago. The marriage is annulled months later because of Aaliyah's age. Now we go to September of that year, Aaliyah's debut album, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, which Kelly produced, is certified platinum. Aaliyah Hold up! <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> Hold on. What is that you just said? Very proud of the first album. He produced a great first album. I delivered a great first album, and he was really cool to work with. He's a talented guy. Do you think, was there a lot of lies floating around about you two? It was a lot of drama. It was a lot of drama the past two years, but, you know, and it was hurtful for everybody, but uh, we all got by it. And that's it, really. It was, it was just a rough time. Is it something that you regret today that you have done? Regret? Regret what? There's nothing to regret. It was it was a hard time for me, so I mean you know I learned you gotta be strong you and you gotta be uh just have to have strength and just you know what it's just even in my family to survive I mean my grandfather survived World War Two with the death of my aunt and the illness of my grandmother so it's in my blood to be a survivor and you know there's too many things I want out of life and you know you just gotta push through it and be strong and that's what I did I was nervous about it um I wouldn't say I was nervous to come back but just putting together he produced a great first album and that's how that came about <laughs> r kelly is a great producer he's a great artist and i respect him and he's all good with me people think that you have been married to him is it correct is it not correct i am not married to put a rest to it okay and you haven't been I'm not married and that's that's it how's it to work with him mm. oh it's cool i'm very proud of the first album he not married that's it well what's the news saying <laughs> what is the, the the news arranged by kelly at a hotel in chicago the marriage is annulled months later because of Aaliyah's age now we go to september of that year Aaliyah's the bloggers have realized they've been sacrificing they jumping shit, right the news media they they holding on to this for dear life the judges are holding on to this for dear life yo they are done they are done. Like, R. Kelly about to be free, y'all. Thank God. R. Kelly is about to be free. Because if if they had gotten through what they were about to do, they were going to try to make illegal all heterosexual interaction between man and female. You cannot, you will not be able to go from state to state to visit your girlfriend. You will not be able to pay for a, a, a flight for your girlfriend to come and hang with you when you go to another state. Let's say you, you go on a trip. And this is regardless of the age. Because the girls, with, the, the, the women within R. Kelly's case were all of age. Right? So that's the trick. That's the trick. Minor, minor, minor. So you don't see that they're going for adult, adult, adult. Heterosexual. R&B. Heterosexual. Why are they trying to slander him and throw homosexuals into the case? Why? They don't even know him like that. They're not into anything like that. It's fraud. None of their stories can be corroborated, so why are they even on the stand? You see? And, I mean, I, I found the other Fox, Fox Soul Network. This is Fox 10 Phoenix. I found the one in Texas was just as bad. How are you going to break um, Kevin Samuel's death when you're in Houston and Kevin Samuel's died in Atlanta? And you have another young woman who's calling every hospital trying to find where Kevin Samuels is and verify a death. And when she finds out she, he's dead, she's like, oh, that's it. Oh, well, such is life. So what were you searching so hard for? Yo, 
yo, y'all don't understand how they coming for you. Y'all don't understand how they coming for us, all of us, right? But I'm, I'm. That's why I'm here. I've been put here to cool y'all in. <laughs> how you gonna make up a marriage to Aaliyah? And this is why I had a serious problem with Greenberg. A new headline this evening about R. Kelly, the singer now fighting back against chilling allegations in that docuseries about him. And his lawyer tonight fiercely defending his client, saying R. Kelly didn't know he married Aaliyah when she was just 15 because the attorney says she lied about her age. Here's ABC's Lindsay Davis. Does he deny ever having a sexual relationship with someone who was under the age of consent? Yes, he absolutely does. Was he married to Aaliyah when she was 15? He was married to her when she was 15. But so then 15... What? You're contradicting Aaliyah. You're contradicting Aaliyah's mother. Contradicting Aaliyah's father. Only when you're not contradicting is Aaliyah's uncle. Who's who's the uncle? Um. See, this is the thing about it, right? A big lie is something that has to be so ridiculous that yeah, you gotta be believed. You gotta be. It's gotta be believable, right? However. Why is it that the person who was at the site of the quote unquote marriage, why did he say that he called Barry Barry Hankinson or Daryl McDavid? One or two during the, 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 the whatever happened. Because as far as R. Kelly and Aaliyah knew, they were going for a photo shoot. You see? This is the thing about being an artist. You get dragged around places. Take a picture here, take a picture here. And if I really want to boost my album labels, my album sales, I have to get something pointed. Something scandalous. I have to hit the news big time. This is marketing. Right? So... I don't know if y'all catching on. <laughs> Yo, man. If I really want to sell an album with an underage girl that is my niece, and I have another artist under me who is illiterate, who produced the album, they get along well. You know what I could do to sell this more? Hey, y'all wear the same clothes in this interview. All right. It's kind of weird, but all right, whatever. You know, she's young, she's coming up. I'm always there to do the marketing. I'm, that's my job, you know? And then it's like, all right, go to this place. Y'all do y'all do a photo shoot. All right, no problem, man. This what I do. I take a thousand pictures for the month. So, I mean, I guess you got to do it, right? And you realize that these people can create whatever they want of the photo, you know? You can have a broke Rihanna sitting down eating caviar, buck naked early in the morning, making it seem like, oh, I just get up like this. You have not sold an album in years. You know what I'm saying? You get probably a 1% royalty from your, your, your little makeup package. And gold glitter after a while, I mean, like, it's not a big thing. It's, it's, it's what you would call a niche market. You know? It's not like something somebody would wear every day. You're not you're not going against Revlon, L'Oreal, Maybelline. You're not inside the same realm, you know. And what we realize is that all this lifestyle, these lifestyles of the rich and famous, were built upon narratives. Why is it Chi Ali had murdered? He murdered somebody. You getting money like that, Slick Rick? Murdered, I think, his brother-in-law or something. Like, what it do? Um, Myron, Myron Gaines from Fresh and Fit said something very interesting the other day. He said, people get themselves inside these jail positions because of emotion. They overreact. You know? They, they are overly feminine. They overreact because they are overly emotional. You know? Um, 
Greenberg. Is not of the age of legal consent, right? Except that my understanding is that she did not claim to be 15. And in order to get married, she had to lie about her age. And he is saying that he had no idea. No idea. Now, the marriage certificate itself is falsified. I don't know if that matters to anybody. Wouldn't it prove if he actually had a certificate that was actual? Why is Greenberg even talking on this? They, they investigated him for six years, from 2002 or 2001 to 2008. Six years they had to investigate him. And you telling me they didn't find out nothing about Aaliyah then, but now we're getting revelations about Aaliyah now? 12 years after the fact that he already went to court, trial, beat the case, beat the case legally because it wasn't even him in the video. You people are sick. <laughs> these people are seriously sick. Um, These rats are jumping the shit, though. These rats are definitely like... I don't know. I don't know if people hear certain different things, but I hear fear. I seriously hear fear. Still, I hear fear in their voice. Got to do me like that. You spent enough time with me. You could have acting like they nothing. It's it's ridiculous. And you really owe all of these people an apology. You'll never be big enough to do it, but you do. The only reason I even feel like any of y'all are saying anything about him is because you feel misled. You feel deceived. Exactly. Yep. Is this normal to anybody? Like these bloggers who are the lead people in creating narratives and stories to go out to the media as prima donna said in her last live right these bloggers are now trying to speak directly to angelo clary the father of the the main witness for new york you know and telling him he has to apologize like he played us all in in, in our face like it was it's crazy as hell and then yeah. when it should come out and you speak about it, he'll attack you. Like when Admins first spoke about the text, he texting Admins talking shit, talking about you dumb. The infamous. The cash. Malaysia's cash. Don't All right, cash. <laughs> Listen. Listen. What's going on? Grown little boy show distractions, the state of black men in America. I want to say something. This is crazy. Much love to all my people. They got old cold. They want to come and debate. To come out again. So good. At all. But when he came out, I'm just like, you coming out swinging and calling people dummies. Like, I understand the text messages are what a lot of people want an explanation for, but I want an explanation for the daddy and daughter. Yeah. For the incest porn. Like, if you're going to come out, they need to come out and you need to talk about everything. I just, I can't stand that. It's ridiculous because my thing is you're such a narcissist that everybody else is wrong. And I know I'm not the best person to speak on stuff. I came in this situation with ill will trying to tell a story. So I know I'm not the best person to speak. But the difference between him and I is that, first of all, I didn't even know what type of situation I was embedding myself into. But every step in every stage of this situation, he knew what he was doing. And he knows exactly what his intentions were with everything that he did. And my thing is, shit, y'all even drug me all over the internet for him. So my thing is, you got all of these people, you had a solid team behind you. You had all of these people who aligned themselves with you. You had all of these people who stuck their neck out there for you. You had all of these people who seriously believed in your story, your fight. Ain't nobody believed in you. Getting your daughter home, all of this stuff. Everybody and thought you was trying to get money. You and Larry got close. 
Let shit, Larry dragged my ass. He don't even know what the hell going on, but shit, he def- No disrespect to Larry, yo. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for, for allowing me to, you know, put my little messages on the chat or whatever and all that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, like, no disrespect to Larry, but Larry was just released from federal prison early for the Chicago case, in my opinion. To, to, to get back online and keep the narratives going. Inject, inject false evidence. Whatever I inject is real. I always go to the source and the information. I, I just showed you Aaliyah's words for myself. She ain't married. Whatever them people finagling it on their own, they had nothing to do with her. Furthermore, she said her and R. Kelly are cool. She didn't say the same about her and her uncle. And you, because you were supposed to be like his brother. When you spend time with people, yeah, you might see they got some ways, but you see the good in people. These people all went to that beat. And then you just disregarded it and acted like they ain't do shit for you. Calling people dummies, acting like they nothing. It's, it's ridiculous. And you really owe all of these people an apology. You'll never be big enough to do it, but you do. The only reason I even feel like any of y'all are saying anything about him is because you feel misled. You feel deceived. Exactly. Yep. Now, Cass Jones is a writer who wrote the first book, quote unquote, and she admitted it was fictional. Um, daddy's little girl or some nonsense, which is why they always inject this thing about daddy, daddy, daddy into the motions. Right, excuse me. I'm not sure. Well, I am pretty sure what's going on right now, but I'm not going to inject any of my own thoughts or opinions. Like he played us all in, a, in, in our face like <laughs> it was it, it's crazy as hell. And then yeah. when it should come out and you speak about it, he attack you. Like when Admins first spoke about the text, he texting Admins talking shit, talking about you dumb. That's a lie. That's just a, what the, the government putting out. No. Your daughter. No, okay, that's what just being putting out. Yeah, no. That's true. Those messages are true. And, and then with the incest, because it got worse. At first, we noticed he was liking girls that looked like Azrael, Azrael's age. Then months later, it gets worse, and you, you're starting to like incest. That is crazy. Yep. And yep. I don't know Whitney but... He, he used Denise, too. He had that old lady coming at us not knowing what the hell she's talking about. Oh, that lady from Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. I reversed what they said earlier, right? They said a lot of people aligned with the daughter's father online and were dragging people online. This is what they said. This is what they said. They dragged, even dragged Cash Jones on behalf of Angelo Cleary. Right? So does this mean that they were not culpable, that they were trying? Who are they dragging on what basis? It seems that they were an online team trying to shut down any support for R. Kelly, any support for um, truth. This is why they call themselves Team Truth. It's an inversion. No disrespect to Team Truth or Okov, but I, I mean, if you haven't figured this out by now, yo, you're not really on the level that the Dream Team is on. It's just what it is. No disrespect. I don't. So, 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 explain this to me right here. We, you know, we had people that it was like, "Fuck Larry, I'm going with him." What happened after the text came out? Did they stay over there? Not in the butcher. Well, no, Larry, one of, one of them told me that, um, what's her name, Sweet and Humble, she told me that she stopped dealing with him because she, uh, Angela was on the phone with her the whole time when um, Asra was testifying. She said she had to tell As, um, Angelo, like, hey, you know your daughter's testifying. Like, he on the phone trying to talk to her the whole time. I was so mean. I, re- I was. Y'all didn't know it. She was making posts. Um, posting her opinion in a Facebook group. 
and I deleted her out of there. I should have been more patient. But I, I deserve that. You know? And if you listen this week, I'm about to apologize. Told y'all from the beginning, not perfect. Not perfect at all. I made some mistakes. You know what, no girl? <laughs> I don't even blame Larry for having to do what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's survival mindset. It's basically, you know, I got a big case over here because he just got off of a, what, bank fraud? It was a pretty big case. It should have held, like, what, at least a three to five. At least. He got, what, a year? Let off right before R. Kelly's trial? I mean, this is what they're doing. This is what they do. Cash, when we going to do this, when we going to do this, uh, when we going to do this, um, interview <laughs> when are you gonna do this interview because they saying that that's that's the reason why you know all the anger so when are you gonna do this interview okay so, i mean i'm here now but i don't care if it don't happen to me i, I feel like this gotta be I really do. I don't like he needs to apologize to everybody. He's not going to do He's that. not because he's not a man. He's not a man. No, he's not a man. He says he's a king. So if you're such a king, then you need See, that, that's why I don't trust men that like he gave me this type of complex. I, I don't trust people that call themselves kings. I don't trust people that always be like queen queen. Uh-uh. Yeah. I don't trust that. Uh, I was a big ass well, I can honestly say that I didn't do anything to nothing. I didn't do anything to him. And by now, he should know that I didn't do anything to him. I didn't do anything to him. No, you helped him, though. You helped him push his false narrative, which you are now walking back on. You helped him. You helped him sow the seed of lies. Is there, is there a law for this accomplice? Intimidation in uh, a federal case, tampering with a federal case, tampering with a federal witness, um, tampering with a jury pool. Like, the dude. He knew it from the beginning, Larry. He just. You ain't dissing or trying to say that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying you're opening yourself up to, to hit. You're opening yourself up. Why? I'm not trying to tamper with no jury pool. I'm just talking to my peoples. You know what I'm saying? This is how I talk. That's it. I ain't trying to, you know, influence people to believe this and believe that. And no, I'm not injecting no false information. It's like, yo, you could check it. I'm giving you the words from the people themselves. You could check it. He, he, he was scared what Larry knows, and he was scared I, for some reason because of the type of person Angelo is and how he undercut it, undercut it, Larry. He's thinking Larry is going. Oh shoot. Why did they inject the homosexuals to turn the women off? Don't support him no more. He's gay. Oh, damn. That is wild. That is wild. Woo. I put out some shit for some reason. Like, he was really going crazy when Larry went to jail. I don't know what was his problem. I'll tell you what it is. Tell you what it is. And ain't nobody never heard this. So something happened between them and they had to leave in the middle of the night from Ann's apartment. I won't say what it was, it ain't my business, and it's, it's family shit. But they left. And they was on, I guess, bad terms or whatever. So down the line, cause he I guess he consistently think that I was talking to Ass, but I didn't. I never talked to her unless she hit me up. And when she hit me up, most of the time is to ask me a question. Like, hey, how do you do this? Or how do you do that? Or this or that. And that was like once every three months. Other than that, she would be talking to my daughter or talking to my wife. My wife would hit me up like. How to do what? How to do what, Larry? You do bank fraud? And you do, um, whatchamacallit, blogging? What can you teach Asriel Clary? Oh, As called me. It'll be somebody's birthday, my wife will post it. 
Ash will say something and then they'll end up on the phone. But I didn't know, Ash had went and got an African management team. And she was signed to Azria, to Angelo's label. So I guess the Africans was out of Atlanta. And I got Africans from Atlanta that's really, really good friends of mine. And they actually have flew out here. And they met Angelo at the hotel when they were sitting down having a drink, discussing some shit, shooting the shit. So she popped up with an African management team. And then as had a situation to where I did something to help her concerning, you know, some household shit. He thought since household shit, you got me. She was in Africa and I knew about it. All this shit just added up to him being totally incorrect because I don't know them dudes. I don't have nothing to do with that. And I never gave her any advice, ill advice towards her parents or anything. I've never said one. She went all the way to Africa to get a management team? Negative thing to that child. Never. So he took that. She's 24 years old. With the backbiting shit. You backbite me. You backbite me. But he is 100% incorrect because I don't know who those dudes is. I never talked to them. I never talked to ass about music or business. I've never discussed any business or talked to her about anything. The only thing I did is when she needed me, two times she needed me, and I was there for her. And I encouraged her to be more humble and more patient with her parents. And this is before I heard any text messages, I swear to God. First it's every three months. Then she calls when she needs help, when she needs guidance. Then you're saying she called only twice that she needed you. But you only talk to her when she needs you, but you helped her out with the household thing and you try to organize another management with some African dudes out of Atlanta, but she already had a management team straight out of direct out of Africa. So management team for what? Ain't she a victim? Some of this anger, I know it comes from right there, but other than that, I don't know. From what the people told me is that he was hating on me for two fucking years and talking shit about me on in different conversations. You know? It ain't nothing. TJ acted just like a bitch. He was mad because she didn't pawn that Birkin bag, right? <laughs> so are the supporters of R. Kelly's accusers saying that the parents need money and are using are trying to use their daughter for money? I mean, I guess now everything came out in the transcript, I guess now they, they have to admit it. Well, doesn't this change the case a lot? But the way that you was there for him, that situation still is not enough. It is is for me because I don't like him and I'm glad that we got friends or talking to each other. I don't need that shit in my life. I got real niggas in my, I got, I ain't gonna say niggas, I got real dudes. And he knows this. I got real dudes all across the country from LA to Tune to the dudes I met in for this. Now I got people in New York, got people in Chicago, people in Atlanta, people in Miami, Houston, everywhere. I got real fucking people I've been knowing for 20 years. Like I don't need no two year relationship from no nigga I'm trying to help that don't appreciate it. Fuck all that. Bye. Beat it. I'm on that line and you can't trust anyone. You can't trust a man that wore a girl. You can't trust a man that wore a pouch. You can't trust a man that got all them beads and stuff on his wrist. Yep. Yeah. All them bangles. And you know, he talking about he a Muslim. That nigga look like he'll eat a whole pig. He is a, he is a prison Muslim, okay? He eats a lot of pork. Mm. Yo, does this sound? Is did, did anybody hear this in any part of Surviving R. Kelly? That the guy was in prison and he's trying to bang most of the women who support 
um, locking up R. Kelly and his daughter and, and, and support the accusations of his daughter? Do y'all hear any of this outside? Tell about his hips. Look at his hips. They don't lie. Yep. Legs and hips and body. Man, look. The man needed me. He was at his worst. He was out here working with dogs. I was there. I did. You know what I mean? I studied this shit and I I fought with the R. Kelly's people on uh all them platforms when they was attacking his family and you know, allegedly you had done behind pages and bubble behind page. You just had to deal with a lot of shit, you know, and and and, and it wasn't no charges at the time, you know, to get to this point to where it's, you know what I mean? And I got, isn't that crazy? Doesn't that seem weird? People are attacking the family, right? Don is attacking the family, but Don was already talking with Angelo. Angelo's talking with Larry. Don is talking with Debo. Then Don also talked with Larry. He said Larry was at the house. I mean, um, Don was at the house in the kitchen. So they're all together. Right? Text messages that say, uh, that's talking about money. I just overlooked that shit. And I just was like, nigga, it ain't me that changed. I'm still the same person sitting in front of either the phone or the computer. I ain't finna be out here calling nobody, no broke motherfucker, and I got this and I got that. What difference do it make at the end of the day? Like, we online. Like, what difference do it make? Like, of course y'all see me go to jail for some whole million dollar shit. Like, I don't care nothing about no damn money. Money come, money goes. Can't take it with you. Can't take it with you. And they will put your ass in federal prison. They showed me. They made shit. They showed my black ass. They... Ain't no way in the fuck I would have thought I was going to jail. I was the most careful motherfucker of them all. They don't put your ass in there. You know, so I don't know. I like my little job and I like, you know, it's all good. It feels good to be able to take care of your family with an honest job. I mean, honest uh, income. Like, I ain't worried about nothing. Like, I, you know, mean shit. I bet he can't say that. I don't care what the fuck. Like, I don't, you know what? I'm gonna tell you something. I don't wish no bad on him. Just leave me the fuck alone. Right. Just like, go. What the fuck? You and the king troop, the king and the queens and the motherfucking just go this way. Just leave me the fuck alone. And then he put in there and talk about something. You don't know my dog. Like, I ain't said two fucking words. <laughs> Call, reached out about your daughter. None of that shit. I ain't reached out to her. She knows on birthdays and shit with Janina, they have a relationship with her. I don't have no reason to talk to her at all. You know, I don't have no reason to talk to Asriel. She's a, like, I don't have no reason to talk to her. She's living her life. He, he's her as a money bag. Like, no, don't take my money bag. Stay away from my money bag. Exactly. The case is over. You got your daughter and he convicted. What the fuck you over here attacking me for? Like, go fucking. You know what I mean? Go. You still want that Birkin bag? Man, listen, he rich compared to me. I'm a, I'm a, uh, uh, I'm a broke ass nigga. So I mean, damn, go do some rich nigga shit. I know how that. Nigga, last time he was on live, he okay. He went from slabbing concrete in a warehouse online. Freezing up online, don't know how to operate his phone. So I don't know how to do this. Hold on, y'all, let me do this. And went from that from telling I'm team troop, I'm the ride, I'm the king, I'm I got my own 18 wheeler. You see what I'm doing? So fat ass in that truck and shut the fuck up. <laughs> so they're saying that the the father of the main accuser was scamming. Is this what they're saying? Is this why the government now is going back to the 1990s cases, even though the FBI already interrogated all witnesses at this point in time and had a six-year investigation? Whoa. Cash, Cash, has he has he been harassing you since you did the interview on Stevens? No, but I know that he's been watching all of this stuff because I know Angela. And mm -hmm. I'm surprised that he was able to contain himself for as long as he did. 
So he was playing chess. The main accuser's the father was playing chess. Isn't it supposed to get justice for your daughter? That was supposed to be a minor, but it was really 18 because police checked her ID the first time she was ever with R. Kelly and, and showed up at his hotel by herself. And the parents then sent out a bolo to the police to go and catch her. And then they showed up shortly after and the ID checked out. I think so because you know, there is just one. So he ain't getting no ID, right? He didn't get her an ID. Let's let's go back through the case for Azriel. He couldn't have gotten the ID because that's the first time that he actually met her. Or, or, or she actually got back to his crib. Not really to the crib, to the, um, a hotel. She was supposed to be doing an interview, right? And it was him, and it was supposed to be another woman who was, who was there at first. And then it was just him and her talking. And nothing happened, nothing went down. When the police came and the parents had called in the police, the police checked her ID, verified that she was of age, and let, them, let her go, let, let, let it continue, right? This is inside transcripts. So what was he playing chess for if his daughter was of age? What is the case built on if it's not built around her? Nothing. Well, time out, time out, time out. Cash, he said he's playing chess when it came to you. What do you think he's playing chess about? I mean, to be honest, I'm really confused. Like, I guess you can't try to make sense out of something that doesn't make sense. Because I don't know if it was there when I said it on Deeper Channel, but even when we did connect or whatever, he was telling y'all that he was talking to me because I told him that I could help him or give him information or something, but he knew that I did not have direct access to our Kelly at the point when we connected anyway. So that wasn't even true. He was well, the one who well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If you ever get a chance to get your paws on that big ass booty. Oh, no. You tripping. Oh, man. No, y'all are joking, but I know he's listening, and I really want to know. Why did you tell me that Tim raped a 16-year-old? Like, why did you say stuff like that about some people? Like, I don't understand. That's why I'm saying I don't understand what the goal was. Okay. He said that Tim Savage, the daughter, the father of Joycelyn Savage, raped a 14-year-old? Sorry, 16-year-old? Sorry, grapes? Um, okay. Oh, he did Michael Williams raped you. Okay. Larry, she confirmed that on Diva's channel on the other day. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. I left. I that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Michael White, remember this name? Said that, She said that he raped her. She said, that, she said yeah. Saying he called Cash him, Jones. that's how I felt. He called him talking shit. You know, that's where the fight come from. That's why Michael Williams blew up the car. Yeah, it's a lot more today. Blew up the car? So this has nothing to do with R. Kelly? But, um, that, that wasn't a lie. But, don't put yourself. No, no, I'm okay. You got that? Did you get that? She was assaulting. No cops, no case, no nothing. 
right? She's supposed to be out here fighting for victims. That's what she writing her books for, to fight for victims, right? That's what she's on all these blogs for, to fight for victims, right? No cops, no case, no nothing. The guy who supposedly assaults her afterwards is calling. She's not blocking the phone. Why is he calling so many times around the time when he blew up the car? Huh? What? What did you say? I must admit, though, Larry is funny as shit. <laughs> Nigga, what business you talk about? <laughs> and I have way more subscribers than you. Then he got one there, like 300 people on there. Like, okay, like, what is it really about? Is it the cash apps? Is it, you know, because one Honestly, thing, I think it's a big thing. I'm like, dude. Like, I think it's everything. I think, honestly, he is, I think he, well, I don't know whether to say is or was, but I think he was jealous of me. And I'm not saying that because, you know, we don't speak no more. I'm saying that because I really believe that's what it was. Thank you, Pat. He is well, a textbook narcissist. Yeah. He always has to be right. Well, he, he wants people what to jealous of me alone me for? Because... He the big, he the big drug dealer ex dude with the, he rich. He got five trucks and you know what I mean. And I'm big a, booty. He just got out of prison. Big so, booty. <laughs> go ahead, Cash. I got. Go ahead. Whoever was talking. No, I'm just saying you were able to do what he wasn't. He wanted to be this team true leader. He wanted all of. He wanted people looking up to him and following him and this and this and that. And it's not even to say following because y'all work together collectively as a family or as a team. But he still looks at it like everybody's aligning themselves with you and not him. And I think that bothered him. 
What are they working together as a team to do? If most of the evidence that you've put in so far was mainly stories and you also admitted that you got people to lie. What work is that? Where's the victim? Because as you're clear from what y'all are saying is not the victim. Where's the victim? I mean, I did end up taking this shit. G shit. On some real G shit. I end up just taking this shit. Like, give me this shit, fuck nigga, going on somewhere. But, <laughs> but, but at the time, I didn't have no, like, I don't know. Like, I would have fucking, man, I don't, you know what I mean? I would I mean, I defended them. Like, I, I didn't have no ill will towards them. I really did. You know what I mean? I had to end up, I had to end up taking this shit. But, you know what I mean? I ain't had no ill will towards him. I was surprised. I actually was, I ain't gonna lie to you. It bothered me sometimes. It bothered me. You know what I mean? But I just was staying focused on the case. I was like, look, I can't let this shit. You yeah. know, Larry, when you do right by a person, anybody, no matter what type of relationship you may have with anybody, when you do right by them and they come along and stab you in your back and your front, and you don't know why, first thing should always come to mind is jealousy because they're wanting to be in the position that you're in. They want to be able to have what you have. Uh, I don't know. Him and Alice don't have a relationship. I, I don't know, like you and Janine have. I'm at home doing this shit. And everything wasn't always cool. Sometimes I had to borrow money from them. Sometimes I had to stretch shit. Because when you spend all your time on this damn thing and you ain't working this and that, the money don't come like you want it to come. But you have you gotta you gotta roll with what is going on for the day. Like motherfuckers is attacking, shit's coming out, it's dropping, it's reading. You know what I mean? So you gotta you gotta I mean fuck, I had that. As an informant, you can get up to upwards to $9,000 a month. And if anybody recognizes you, whether or not, depending on if you are being in a serious case, you know what I'm saying? This is the thing about it too, right? You're hiding all the case. You're hiding the jurors. You're hiding the witnesses. You have this guy here out front who's actually already under investigation, already snitched. He's already tied up in his own federal case. And here he is supposed to be coming online reporting about this dangerous criminal, R. Kelly. This man is so dangerous, he gets a trial that's more secretive than El Chapo. Huh? Make. I guess when you look at it, the view is just kind of ridiculous, you know what I'm saying? Hand in hand. Now? Came out in the th transcripts, Angelo live, Larry back out, Larry back out right before Chicago and Jack Moore information. Force the hand, create a Rico. You work together as a team, solidified, meaning that your whole team is, is dedicated to shutting down people who are supporting R. Kelly and pushing out as many narratives as possible online throughout a network of, of YouTube bloggers, right? He who controls the information controls the state. Dedicated, I'm like, well, okay, I'm dedicated to this shit. This shit has to work. But all the time it didn't work. So what the hell the fuck you jealous of me? You know my situation. Then it then it turned around, I gotta go to prison. I'm like, nigga, not only is I don't have no money. And the dude in my case, he fucking over, ran off. I don't got no motherfucking money. And I'm sitting on YouTube. You see what I'm saying? At the same time I'm on this motherfucker talking about. Uh, old boy over there homeless. I'm out there. I'm over here, motherfucker. How I'm gonna pay this? How I'm gonna pay that? And I'm just being a G with you. You know? Yeah, but but you got you got to look at it like that. Don't make sense. Well, 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 see, when you're dealing with inversion and when you're dealing with, with with continually doing dirt, you continually create alibis. Continually, you, you just you live a lie, right? You just inject them normally, right? I'm not saying I, I'm hypothetical with this. Hypothetical. Everything I've said thus far is hypothetical. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to say this person. Well, 
Based on what you're hearing yourself, I mean, I'm going over the data and I'm creating a hypothesis. Let's put it that way. Right? Um, you had no money. And your main concern with your platform is not about trying to save all the girls out there who've been kidnapped in Chicago or do a, a documentary like how Stu Peters put, put together recently, um, these little ones. You decide to work hand in hand with the father of a federal witness who is making claims against R. Kelly while shopping for an African marketing team in Africa. And then you have another African marketing team in Texas. He pulling a job. Sorry, from Atlanta that you were trying to hook her up with. And then y'all had an issue between Angelo and, and, and thing. Angelo and, and, and Larry. Because, or, or Asriel, yeah, that team and the African team from Atlanta. There was a conflict. Like this, Larry. You may. Does this sound like a victim to you? No. This makes Amber Heard look soft. Oh, that your situation is like it was. But with him, it could be the littlest bitty thing. Like he had to come in and didn't know how to work a computer, didn't know how to do nothing. I remember seeing him on your show a couple of times. And that was when I think he went to, to the restroom to use the towel. I wanted the towel. I don't know. But it was... It's just something like that. You know how to do something that he didn't know how to do. Hell, he barely knew how to operate his phone, you know, to try to go live on it. So it can be just the smallest little thing, you know, your wife can cook better than Alice. Any little thing, it would have got it got to him because he wanted to be on top. I'm gonna tell you something. Whenever that man came here, we treated him with hospitality. Whenever his kids came here, we treated him with hospitality. Whenever he wasn't here and his kids were here. We treated him with hospitality. I don't know where all that anger shit came from. I really don't know. I didn't do anything to him, huh? But it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with nobody. It's him as a person. When me and Angelo started big talking, I asked Angelo, what happened, Joe? What was the problem? He didn't really have an explanation. Did you hear that? Did you hear that intonation? Y'all are supposed to work together. What is the problem? Does this sound like an underling or a supervisor? Everybody say that. And I've been two years. You're right. You are correct. I mean, a lot of this stuff, and I mean, I know I probably shouldn't be talking about all of this shit, but a lot of the stuff that he would say, even when it came down to ads and her music and who she working with or whatever, like, if you sit there and you listen, everything is selfish. Everything boils down to him and how he feels, and it should be the way that he wants things to be. And if you question what he say or you got anything to go against what he say or anything, then you stupid. Or the shit you saying don't make no sense. Or you know, like it's he's a narcissist. Yep, a fat ass one at Because she creates narratives. She play in in my opinion, she creates narratives. She plays everybody against each other. She's she's the chess player. She's she's the one who's like, yeah, you did, you did, you did. We got these positions playing. She's the quarterback. I, I, you know, I don't know. He always talk about I lost my way. He lost his way. I didn't do shit but sit down in front of the computer. I didn't have all them deals going on. I ain't had no shit going on with Shabazz. I wasn't covering nothing up to motherfucking that was going to come out in trial. I didn't have, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, it's a lot of things, like, I just didn't have. You can't blame me for that. I don't, shit, you put yourself in a situation with contracts and ads and 
uh, the, the food trucks. The food truck and put back. I don't got nothing to do with that. I went around for that shit. So a this contract. Me, this motherfucker that more angry with me than the man that you know. I, mean? I don't give a fuck. Like I told you, I never talked to that nigga again. But I'm saying, like, his anger, it shouldn't be towards me. I fucking spent a whole lot of motherfucking hours trying to figure out how to get his daughter out of a very, very bad situation that I find out in the end that he put her in. That's crazy. That ass girl to wear himself. It is crazy and makes no sense. I mean, I just have no respect for him. You're a seasoned bank fraud. You didn't recognize this guy coming out, coming at you for a, a mile away. With his long list of prior convictions, you didn't see him coming at you. You didn't think he was lying at any point in time. You just believed him with all of his prior convictions. You know, you're a bank fraud convicted. You didn't see none of that. That's this, this is the rope, right? Angelo is probably more like the. A sacrificial poem that doesn't realize it. But I know what was funny though when Alex left his ass and sold the house. <laughs> so Larry was having all these problems, bank fraud, and all this. Why don't you sell your house? You're going for a year. You you broadcasting from your car. Something like where you get the money to upkeep and pay off these things that only stay in there for a year and where's the money coming from then because your main focus when you were going through all your trial excuse me or your your your, your case was all kelly and following somebody who you now find out is a liar you found out after what two years three years doesn't it sound odd to anybody man look dash when we gonna do this interview man i need that i need to get all that Sunday, I said I wouldn't get back on this shit after I said what I had to say to God. Man, we ain't got to talk about it. I'm tired of it. You know what? You're right. Maybe we're going to need an interview right now. I'm tired, too. This shit is... Man, this shit's so tired. I'm at work today, and motherfuckers mentioning me in a stupid-ass trial, and I'm like, what the fuck? Then you get out of there, you got this nigga, some nigga in New York that... Angelo that made a deal with it is now attacking me. Then you get out of that and fucking this nigga on Twitter dropping shit. This what you get. And you out. I'm like, nigga, they are talking about you. The fuck is you talking about? They are saying that you gave me some shit that no you didn't give me. So I'm like, but you don't make sense, Larry. I mean, I'm not, I'm not disrespecting. I don't want any, any more heat or further heat coming on towards any other individual you know because at the end of the day what y'all do is kind of small time compared to all these child traffickers and you know molesters and stuff and real perverts out there you know however i mean there has to be some kind of recompense i would think you you were solidifying the the accusations of a fraud a guy who was trying to make money and organize marketing for his daughter who was supposedly uh Victim taking pictures of her naked inside bathtubs or liking pictures of her naked inside bathtubs. I mean, having a having a going trying to hook up with Drake's father. I mean, it's kind of y'all ain't hear none of that in Spavin or Kelly. Y'all ain't hear that part. Okay, just wondering. Then I did the live, and I feel bad about it. I was like, what this guy man embarrassed the fuck out myself. Then I said, you know what? Let me, let me fucking come back on there. Man, I know that ain't cool boo up here. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. 
I didn't grab Pooh's boo out the bushes. <laughs> in the bushes. He's about to jump on the ship, yo, Bonji. He got him shook. <laughs> like, I mean, some of them, some of them still think they got some wiggle room because they got friends. You know what I'm saying? The one who's better connected is the one who's going to have the less charges, supposedly. But who they're connected to is themselves implicated inside a greater charge. There's going to be a problem. I'm seeing a lot of running. I'm seeing a lot of scattering. Hypothetically, everything, this is the hypothesis based on what I'm hearing. You know what I'm saying? For my paranoid black behind. <laughs> and you want to know what I hear with my paranoid black self? You want to know what I really hear? Cop, I pulled this up before. I don't know if everybody heard it. I pulled it up and Very started proud of this. The first album, he produced a great first album. I delivered a great first album, and he was really cool to work with. He's a talented guy. Do you think we'll stay a lot of love? I think that'd be sweet. Some gangster stuff. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. You want to play rough? Okay. Shut it off to my little friend. Why do you always have sunglasses on? <laughs> um, I collect sunglasses. I like to get a lot of different styles, different pairs, and whenever I travel, I try to pick up a new pair. And I always wear sunglasses, and I guess you could say it's become quite a habit. <laughs> well, since I'm signed with Black Crabs and my uncle's little um, he managed It's become quite a habit. <laughs> well, since I'm signed with Black Crabs and my uncle's little um, he manages R. Kelly. And when he had a joint venture with Jive, R. Kelly's signed to Jive Records. So they thought it would be cool if he produced uh, the first album. And that's how I came about. <laughs> R. Kelly. Do you know how she sounded talking about her uncle? The, the rest of the entire interview is so nice, so gentle. This is kind of scary. Adventure with Jive, R. Kelly's signed to Jive Records. So they thought. So bro, so bro. Well, since I'm signed to Black Girls and my uncle's little um, he manages R. Kelly. And when he had a joint venture with Jive, R. Kelly's signed to Jive Records. So they thought it would be cool if he produced uh, the first album. And that's how I came about. <laughs> R. Kelly is a great producer. He's a great artist. Did y'all hear this? Did you hear the difference? You got see now that we now that we exploring masonry, right, or, or, or the arts of the, of the world, and, and basically um, the control of, of masses of people. We get to the point where Bobby can kind of tell certain things kind of off the bat. Do you notice how much love and affection she has, and respect she has for the man she's speaking about right now? And I respect him, and he's all good with me. People think that you have been married to him. Is it correct? Is it not correct? I am not married. To put a rest to it. Okay, and you haven't done. To put a rest to it. I'm not married, and that's, that's it. How's it to work with him? Oh, mm. it was cool. I'm very proud of the first album. He produced a great first album. I delivered a great first album, and he was really cool to work with. He's a talented guy. Guy, he produced. It doesn't sound like. Oh, my daddy did, did that album for me. <laughs> it don't sound like that to me, does it? Does it sound like that to y'all? Oh, you know, he my boo, you know what I'm saying? He put it out. He put in that work. Guy. Produced. It's kind of like, I have affection for you. I got respect for you. But the intimacy did not exist. Do you think, was there a lot of lies floating around about you two? It was a lot of drama. It was a lot of drama the past two years, but you know, that was hurtful for everybody, but uh, we all got by it. And that's it, really. It was, it was just a rough time. Is it something that you regret today or that you have done? Regret, regret what? There's nothing to regret. It was, it was a hard time for me. So, I mean, you know, I learned you gotta be strong you, and you gotta be, uh, just have to have strength and just- You should learn how to talk about it too much. Because whoever actually had her scared during this, when she spoke about him on this interview, I mean, if your uncle, you'll know this, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to put it out. 
if your uncle is managing R. Kelly, right? If your uncle is managing R. Kelly, wouldn't your uncle be greater than R. Kelly? This guy married um, wasn't in Gladys Knight, something like that. Like, isn't that something you would inject? You would interject. You would like, yo, he's the best. He, you know, when he comes to management, yo, he got it. It's a lot of drama. It was a rough time for me. I actually switched labels real quick so I don't have to deal with it no more. You know what? It's just even in my family to survive. I mean, my grandfather survived World War II with the death of my aunt and the illness of my grandmother. So it's in my blood to be a survivor. And, you know, there's too many things I want out of life. And, you know, you just got to push through it and be strong. And that's what I did. I was nervous about it. Um, I wouldn't say I was nervous to come back, but just putting together the second album because the first one was so successful, definitely the pressure. Tumbling sound is just my favorite word. It's just dope. <laughs> it's just dope. It's unique, and I like that. It's rather dark and dense. Um, somewhat. Some 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 of his stuff is like for Beast Beast for the Street does have a very dark and uh kind of futuristic sound to it, but then you have the outro that he's rapping on, and to me that has more of an up feeling. He's very versatile. Uh, Tim can, he can do anything. I mean, can I really describe what I, what I hear in my head? Sometimes I can't even put it into words. It's, it's not all the time easy to say, this is exactly what I'm hearing, and, and say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing this kind of beat or this kind of melody. Sometimes you just have to feel it, and that's what's important when you hook up with a producer, that they understand what you're feeling and vibing with. It's not all, all the time easy to say. Who owns all of those rights that they use on Surviving R. Kelly? You know what I'm saying? Because this is really about getting the music out for certain times. When these movies all come out, they come out and they allow music from who? Who was the drama? You only catch it. If y'all catch it, yo, congratulations. Welcome to the club, Dream Team. Hold it down. Yo, big up um, Dana J, Levi for Kelly, Big Vi Opinion, Prima Donna, Sky Life. Yo, this, this, name, this list is gonna get longer. My boy, um, Omar Correy, um, X-Files. My boy on um, Bitch Shoot, Beijing X-Files. And yeah, all right, peace.